0: Hi, and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you're currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship from 4 p.m. at North Lakes State College on the corner of Discovery Drive and Joiner Circuit. We hope you enjoy this great message from our Sunday service and come for a visit someday soon. At the beginning of this year, God started speaking to Paula and I about having a genuine authentic hunger for his presence. Yeah. To be presence-driven people. I don't know about you, but that's not an easy thing for me. I'm my default setting is to be a performance-driven person. I am often driven by outcomes and growth and statistics and numbers. And oh, I've been a pastor now for 15 years, and and it's easy to get caught up in the monotony of it all and the Lord just started speaking to us big time about having a hunger, a genuine, authentic passion for his presence, to be presence-driven. Then Kay Wheeler loaned us a Bill Johnson book called Hosting the Presence of God. And Paula and I read this book and it really started to speak to us that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. His presence is in me always and I am always hosting his presence. I just may not be aware Of His presence. The thing that you need to know about the presence of God is that there's absolutely nothing like it. Nothing feels like the presence of God. Nothing sounds like the voice of heaven. When God is speaking to you, when you're experiencing His overwhelming love and overwhelming goodness, there is nothing like it. We were created to be relational beings, we were not created to be human doings. We're created to be human beings, yeah. that we would be in relationship. God, by his very nature, is a relational being and created us to be in his likeness that you and I would be relational. This is why the most important things in life are not things. The most important things in life are people, our friends, our family, our marriage, our, our spouse, our children. Those things are the most important things and God and his presence needs to be number 1. Yeah. But I'm not often presence driven. My flesh, my default setting is to be performance driven, to be a doer. You know, there's a story that talks about this. Two sisters had Jesus come into their house and both of them behaved quite differently. I want to pick this story up. It's found in Luke 10, verse 38. It says, now it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed her into her house, welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She was a doer. I identify with that. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Sounds like my two children. Dad, Joel's on his iPad. He's left me to do the dishwasher all by myself. Tell him to help me. And Jesus answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you were worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. The thing you have to know about Mary is that she was sitting at Jesus' feet in his presence. She was presence-driven. Martha has this awakening. She, She realizes, hang on a minute, I've been so busy being about the Lord's business that I haven't been engaging his divine presence. I don't know about you, but every time I do, I feel unfulfilled. But every time I come into his presence, I experience fulfillment and satisfaction like nothing else. Not even Paula can give me that. Not even even my wife, my my love can give me what it means to be in my father's presence. In my father's presence, there's approval. In my father's presence, there's belonging. In my father's presence, there's no memory of my past. In my Father's presence, I'm transformed. I'm made a new creation when I'm in his presence. And I believe that we need to be presence-driven people. The thing you need to know about God's presence is there's basically two types of God's presence. The first type is God's omnipresence. God is around about me all the time. Omni means everywhere. Presence, figure it out. His presence is everywhere. He's with me when I'm driving. He's with me when I'm lying. He's with me when I'm having too much to drink. He's with me when I'm watching TV. He's just with me everywhere. Uh, That was an example. I don't have too much to drink. Just clarifying. God's presence surrounds me all the time. But then there is another level of his presence. That's his manifest presence. That's when his presence shows up and... And we become aware of his presence around about me. You know, the Bible says that I'm a carrier of his presence. You're a carrier of his presence. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered together, there I am made manifest in their midst. So when you and I come to church, we're not just coming to have a meeting. We're coming to have a moment. Because in a moment where the presence of God is made manifest, we can experience miracles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can experience his divine hand at move in our hearts and in our lives. Yeah. Good. So when you come to church, you don't come into God's presence. You bring it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And when I come, I bring the presence of God with me. And together, when we start exercising faith... Yeah. 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 God starts showing up in a tangible way. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want more of that. Yeah. I am not satisfied. I am not content. There is no TV show. There is no sporting. Let me say, there's no sport, <laughs> no money, no Jordans. Wow. <laughs> not even Paula compares yeah. to the presence of God. Yeah. I want to talk to us about how we woo the presence of God. Is that all right? I want to look at three Old Testament scriptures that you've most probably heard before, but I want to arrange them in a way that we can see a pattern or a formula. Because the Word of God is our instruction book. It shows us things. The first one is found in Psalm 23.3. It says that God is enthroned in the praises of his people. When you praise he is enthroned, or his presence comes. God rules and reigns on the throne when people start to praise him. The next one is found in Psalm 16. It says, "Psalm 16:11. In his presence, there is fullness of joy." I don't know about you, but whenever you get into the presence of God, that's why it feels like nothing else. I, I, I've never, exp- I've experienced partial joy. You bring me partial joy. But when I'm in my Father's presence, I experience full joy. Here's the last one: Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8:10. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm gonna put these three verses together. When I praise the Lord, I draw his manifest presence down. He's enthroned in my presence, in my praise. His presence is made manifest. Then when I'm in his presence, there is a fullness, an overflowing of joy that I could not experience any other way than by being in his presence. And then it's amazing. When I'm I'm in his presence and I'm feeling that joy, it's amazing how strong I feel. He strengthens me. He energizes me. He adds to me what I did not have before. There's something there that wasn't there before. In the words of Bell. If you didn't get that joke, don't worry, it was bad. It was bad. When, when I, so, 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 I don't know about you, but I, w- I want to be stronger. Yeah. I want to be more energized. I don't know, are you feeling flat? Sometimes I feel flat, sometimes I feel run out. Sometimes, like I feel I've served too much. I feel I feel empty from time to time. I need the strength of God. Yeah. I can't rely on my own self. That's called the anointing. When I've got his strength operating in my life, that's his anointing is operating in my life. Right. That anointing is not found in grumbling serving. Because grumbling serving makes me more tired. This is why Martha is feeling grumbly and, and ripped off and like, you know, why is Martha where is Mary just sitting there and and I'm a, and I'm poor me and we start to sound like that sometimes. But Martha had had it wrong. Mary had it right. Mary learned how to engage God. And and it was actually the praise when we lift up our praise and we start to sing and start to declare, we draw upon God's manifest presence. It reminds me of Joshua when he's about to take the promised land. Last week I shared our vision Sunday about Joshua. This is a big story for us as a church because we were in the process of apprehending God's promises, his inheritance, the influence and the increase that he's got for our lives, but Joshua is getting ready to take the promised land and, and he comes up to a river and he's like, God, how am I going to get across this river? And God gives him a very clear strategy. He says, Joshua, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to get the ark of the covenant, which symbolizes my presence. And you're going to step into the water. Now, the the water is not going to move until you move. You've got to be proactive about the presence. You've got to get the presence into the water. Once you get the presence into the water, then the water will start to move. Yeah, wow. So Joshua says, all right, Moses just got to wave his wand. <laughs> but you want me to do what? All right, well, come on. So he got his presence and he marched the presence of God into the water and pfft, the water moved. And all the people walked across the Jordan. The second big thing that happens is they get to Jericho, and Jericho is an impregnable city, and God says, all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to march around the city once a day for six days, but on the last day, I want you to put your worshipers up the front. I want your fighting men to put their swords away and get out a tuba. I don't even know if they had tubas, but it sounded good. They, 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 and, and, and here's the thing, once you march around the city, you're going to let out a shout of praise and it's going to bring the walls of Jericho down and destroy your enemies. Yeah. If I'm Joshua, I'm thinking, that's not how I would fight that battle, Lord. I wouldn't fight that battle with singing. I'd fight that battle with catapults. And big rocks that smash into the walls and fire. and I, Can't you smite them? That's a little easier. And the Lord says, no, I want you to learn about a shout of praise. What happens when you open your mouths, you release my presence. When you declare the goodness of God in, in song and an in instrument and in, in, in declaration... You release my presence, and it's going to provide the breakthrough. There's going to be power. There's going to be strength that comes on the other end of your presence. So Joshua does this, and they break through. God was trying to teach Joshua something that was very important. They were on a journey of conquest, but Joshua had to learn that it wasn't by the sword that they were going to obtain their promise. It was by the praise. It was by the presence of God that we were going to obtain. And so they learned early on that as they were going to go fight 31 kings, there was 31 enemies, strongholds, that they had to be a people that praised, which drew the presence of God and the Lord fought the battle on their behalf. God's manifest power comes through the praise of his people. Praise is a significant key to breakthrough. It's like a battering ram. It may not fall down straight away, but you keep praising, and it's amazing what starts to get released. And so tonight I want to start to teach us about praise, because I know that people inevitably arrive late to church because they don't like the music. You've told me you do that. That's okay. That's, you're on your own journey with God, but you have to understand we don't just, oh, Liz, what do you want to do tonight? Well, I'm going to speak, but before I speak, we should probably have some filler songs. Any kumbaya specials that you want to release tonight? Someone's crying, Lord. Kumbaya. No. You have to understand, church, we are not bored with nothing to do So we put a handful of songs at the beginning of the service. Well, we've got to make it fill 90 minutes. We all know that I could talk 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Underwater with a mouthful of marbles. Yes. I'm a good talker. We put the praise at the beginning because we understand we're about to do something spiritual. To be honest with you, if praise is a battering ram, I have to see that as tilling my heart, preparing my heart that the truth of the seed of the word of God would be deposited on good soil. That's why some weeks we do five songs because I know y'all got hard hearts. We spend extra time tilling the soil because I know what kind of week you had. I'm like, Lord, this, this is not going to get in there in three songs. We got to have five tonight. Jokes. Some of you are, I know, because here's the thing. Some of the songs we sing, I don't really like them. And sometimes I think they're too loud. And sometimes I think they're too quiet. And it's inevitable that in every service, there's going to be little aspects of the songs that didn't go the way that I wanted them to go. But I'm learning more and more that that stuff is irrelevant that I actually need to lift up my praise to declare the greatness of God. Because when I do that, I draw his presence. That's what I need. So truthfully, I don't care about the show ponies that are up here. If you don't like them, close your eyes. It's all right. Liz, you big show pony. As if. It's not about that. I'm not really into flashing lights. Notice we don't have a smoke machine. I'm not trying to fabricate the presence of God. We might have a smoke machine one day when we do have some flashing lights because I understand they go together. (laughs) But uh, at the end of the day, what I care about is drawing his presence. Truthfully, if you came here for me, you're going to be let down. Because like I can talk, all, you know, kind of good, but what you really want is you want what I'm giving you. You want you want him. Yeah. Yeah. You want what we're creating space for. You want the presence yeah. of God. Yeah. We can be friends, but what you really want is him. Yeah. 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 So let me tell you a couple of things about praise, because not all of us are super comfortable with praise, especially your average Aussie male. Because we don't deal with praise too well. We don't like to give it, and we don't like to receive it that well. We're not super good with praise. We're, we're actually a little uncomfortable with praise. And, and isn't the singing, well, that's just the women's thing, isn't it? Like, they like the singing. I don't really like the singing. I've come for the substance of the word. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that, that the word doesn't draw the presence of God. God. There's nothing in here that says, read the word, preach the word, and it draws his presence. It says that the praise draws his presence. When the presence of God comes, then the instruction can come. I am more open to receiving the instruction of the word of God when his presence is here. Because it's worked me over a little bit. And I've kind of gotten rid of some of my bad attitudes. That's why we need at least three or four songs because I need to get rid of a few attitudes the Lord's got stuff to do in my life that's me every service by the way I don't come here to do this for you I do this for me I'm glad you all come to my party (laughs) a couple of things about praise number one praise is always audible it's always audible it can be with voices it can be with instruments Even tambourines or xylophones. But the keynote is that praise is always a sound, it's always audible. Did you hear that? I was just saying nice things about you. Ah. Did you get that? No, you didn't. Because you don't read minds. Praise can't be mental. I thought nice things about you. There's a big difference between I thought nice things about you and I said nice things about you. They're not the same. You didn't say thank you. No, but I thought thank you. I didn't think thank you to Jonathan Bilema for these shoes. I FaceTimed him. And I was almost Crying expressing my gratitude for some ridiculously awesome expensive shoes. If you step on them, I will fight you outside. I will remove my shoes, give them to Paula, and then I will beat you. Just so we know that. Because there is an Aussie thing to do of stepping on new shoes, and I'm going to step on your throat. Jesus says in Luke 19, it says, And now, as he was drawing near to the descent of the Mount of Olives, there was a multitude of disciples that began to rejoice and began to praise God with a loud voice for the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They were getting excited. (laughs) And then some of the Pharisees called out to Jesus from the crowd and said, teacher, Rebuke your disciples. They're getting carried away. And Jesus answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, that even the stones would immediately start to cry out. What is he saying? If people who were created to praise don't praise, that the rocks are going to start to cry out. Because the crying out, the lifting up the name of the Lord, the exalting of the name of the Lord is going to happen. It's just going to happen without you. But I have to understand what I was created for. I was created to bring praise to my father because I was created to be in his presence. I was created for relationship. So praise is not silent. If this is you in worship, you're not praising. You might be meditating. You might be thinking. You might be sending telepathic thoughts to heaven. The Lord is telepathic. He reads minds but you're still not praising. Telepathic mind thoughts don't draw the presence of God. Praise does. Number two, whenever and wherever we praise, God shows up. That's important to know. Because if I'm feeling good and I start praising, more of his goodness shows up. And if I'm feeling lousy and I start praising, more of his goodness starts showing up. His goodness just shows up when I start praising. I don't know if you've ever been in a funky place, but the moment you start praising the Lord, it's amazing how the atmosphere starts to shift. There was a young girl when I was a youth pastor. She texted me. She said, I'm so depressed. I'm in such a dark place. I sent her back a YouTube link to some Planet Shakers music. I said, just play this in your house. You don't even need to sing it. Just Just let that play for a little while. I texted her a couple hours later. I said, What did you want? How did it go? She goes, It's different. Everything's changed. I said, Did you start singing along? She said, I did. I said, What's the difference? She goes, There's peace in my house that that I didn't feel before. There's something there that wasn't there before. (laughs) It's the presence of God has started to be made manifest in her household, and peace starts to come into her wild heart. When we lift up our praise, His Presence comes. So again, we are not doing all of this with all the instruments and the the screens. And we're not doing all of this for a show. We're doing this because we know that corporately we can express faith in our praise and it draws his presence. Number three, praise is a declaration of thanksgiving for what God has done. God has done so much in my life that that point alone is a reason to praise. If you knew who I used to be versus who I am now, (laughs) that is reason enough to sing. He who has been forgiven much loves much. I have been forgiven a lot. And therefore, I can't help myself but thank him always for what he does. Do you know how grateful I am that I get to lead this church? Do you know how grateful I am that I get to be married to her? Do you know how grateful I am to call you my friends? Do you know how grateful I am that my children are who they are? I would have none of that. I would have none of that if it wasn't for the goodness of God. So I praise him and I thank him for every good thing he has already done. But then number four, praise is a prophetic declaration of what God will do. Now it's a weapon. Notice how Joshua and the Israelites, they get up to the walls of Jericho. And the Jericho people are probably thinking, there's no way you're coming in here. And they let out a shout before anything has happened. Nothing has changed yet. Still pretty fortified. We're not in yet. But they lift up a shout and prophetically bring the presence of God to smash and break through into the new situation that they need to go into. We align ourselves with God's promises with faith and the faith declaration and the praise starts to bring the fruition of what I know that God has got for me on the other side of my faith. Number five, praise is sometimes sacrificial. Sacrificial. I know some of y'all are saying, what if we don't want to? What if I don't feel like it? Have I got a good verse for you? (laughs) Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly professes his name. A sacrifice of praise. That sounds, who likes sacrifices? Nobody. You know when God tells you to do something and you don't want to do it, but you got to do it, but you don't want to do it, and you're kind of fighting them about doing it, but then you finally yield and do it? It's called a sacrifice. (laughs) It's what happens every time you give in the offering. I don't really want to. I kind of need that. I could use that for something else. There's my sacrifice. I am acting in faith even though I don't feel like it. Have you ever noticed in Psalm 103? David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Have you noticed that? Who's he talking to? He's not talking to God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his own soul. Yeah. He's saying, Oi, you in there. I know you don't really want to right now, but bless the Lord, soul. Hey, all that is in here, all that is within me, rise up and bless his holy name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's good. Good da- David's talking to himself. Yeah. He's Giving him, I can't even do it anymore. He's trying to kick himself up the bum. These boots are so glorious, they would not even kick my own bottom. Sometimes we need to say to ourselves, I don't feel like this right now. I feel like being sad. I don't feel like going to church. And if I go to church, I'm going to stand up the back like this. Because that's how I feel. That's the ultimate time. To bring a sacrifice of praise. A couple of things that praise is not. You need to know this. Praise is not ever, ever, ever silent or reflective. I'm praising. I'm just praising quietly to myself. If praise is always audible, then it's never silent and reflective. A lot of people like to engage God in different ways. I love to engage God in different ways. I love to read his word. I love to meditate. I love to clear my mind and just be quiet, be still in his presence. I love that. But being still doesn't draw his presence. Being still is often what I do when I'm in his presence. You have to understand the difference. Some of us are just sitting silent. The problem is, you didn't draw his manifest presence first. It's like getting in the pool with no water. What are you doing in there? Got to fill the pool first. So when I lift up my praise, I draw his presence, and then, and then, I can be silent, I can be reflective, I can listen, I can journal, I can read, I can, but I got to draw his presence. back to those people who say, you know, I don't really like the singing. It's, you know, I'm not really about that. I need to tell you right now, you are going to absolutely hate heaven. (laughs) You are not going to want to be there. It's noisy. You know how I know there's biblical evidence for how noisy heaven is. It's found in Revelation 8.1. It says, when Jesus opened the seventh seal... There was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Okay. There was silence in heaven for about... Do you know that that is such a big deal that John the Revelator had to write that down? Because there's never silence in heaven. It's always declaration. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Lift up his name, declare his goodness. That's what heaven's going to sound like. Yeah. If, you, if that annoyed you, what I just did right there, <laughs> renounce your faith. <laughs> you're going to hate eternity. <laughs> Too far? <laughs> we'll leave that over there and just come back this way for a little while. <laughs> That's what heaven's going to be like. Heaven is going to be loud. Heaven is going to be a continual decoration of God and His greatness. There was 30 minutes of silence, and it's already happened. (laughs) So you don't even have that 30 seconds to look forward to. 30 minutes, sorry, 30 minutes. Number two, praise is not the two fast songs that go before the two slow songs. You know, like the praise and the worship. So the praise is the two fast songs, and the worship is the two slow songs. I hear this a lot. It makes me laugh. You know, I've heard a lot of worship pastors, and I've banned all of our worship leaders from doing this, but you go, and you listen to worship, and we're worshiping, and it's like we do the two fast songs, and then a real melancholy worship leader gets up to the microphone and goes, all right, church, we're going to worship now. (laughs) And I'm sitting there scratching my head going, what have we just been doing? As though they're different. Let me talk to you about worship. Worship is everything that I do with my life that is pleasing to God. My offering is a worship. Tithing is a worship. Making tea and coffee for somebody else. Serving is worship. Everything that I do with my life that's pleasing unto God is worship. Praise is a specific component to my worship. It's the audible declaration of thanksgiving unto the Lord. When I give of my money, that is not an audible declaration unto the Lord. That is a financial giving unto the Lord. And when I witness and tell someone about Jesus, that's worship. But it's not praise. It's different. I'm witnessing. So God is being glorified every time I worship. My whole life is worship. But praise is the audible, declarative Thanksgiving component of my worship. It's a subcategory, if you will, of my worship. It's not the two fast songs that come before the slow songs. Number three, praise is not Christian karaoke. It's not my time to show off and tell everybody about how great my singing voice is. The other thing about it is it's, because I don't know about you, but I hate going to karaoke because I am a terrible singer. <laughs> Do you know that the worship team have literally told me in my life, they said, Pastor James, we love you. We respect you. You're God's man. But could you worship a little less? I was like, what? I said, why would you say that to me? He said, because your voice. <laughs> it's hard on the ears and you throw the rest of the band off I was like oh you haven't seen nothing yet I'm going to strip down into my linen ephod I'm going to do a David I'm going to be even more undignified than this you haven't seen nothing yet because I'm going to make my praise all the louder That's why we have loud music. If you ever want to know why we have loud music, because they're trying to drown me out. And I'm okay with that because I don't even like my own voice. But I'm not going to hold back because it's not karaoke. I'm not singing along to the sing-along songs. I'm lifting up my shout unto my king because I've been forgiven much. And I love a lot. Number four, praise is not my time to receive. People have come up to me in the past and they've said to me, Pastor James, I didn't really get a lot out of worship tonight. And my first question is, what did you put into worship tonight? I think. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize we were worshiping you. That's what I think, but I don't say that. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize. Imagine it's your birthday. Okay, let's pretend it's Alan's birthday. Imagine it's Alan's birthday, and on his birthday, we sing the birthday song to Alan, right? Who's supposed to sing the song? Everybody whose non-birth, who, who's non-birthday it is, right? Okay, So it's not my birthday, it's Alan's birthday, so I should be singing the song unto Alan. Imagine if it's Alan's birthday, and he's just appreciating it, but here I am over here standing in the corner, quiet, going... More birthday song. (laughs) More, Lord. More birthday song. More birthday song. That's what we do when we come into presence and we shut up. Everybody else is singing and you're receiving the Lord's birthday song. It's not your song to receive. It's His. My song is for the Lord. I don't care if you like the song. He likes it because one of his kids wrote it. I don't know about you, but when my kids come home with trash, I mean, great art, (laughs) they come home with art from kindy, and I'm like, whoo, it's going on the fridge. That's what the, the Lord's like when I start singing. Some of those songs, they make the bottom part of the fridge, but they're still on the Lord's fridge. Because I don't care if you like the song or not. The Lord loves the song as long as he's the focus. He doesn't love bless me, touch me, fill me songs. He loves glorifying him songs. I'm not the center of the worship. Some of you, that was like a real hard pill to swallow just right there. You are not the center of the worship. Jesus is. Now, what happens when I give? Uh Uh-oh. Give... And it will be given unto you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. All right. When I give, oh, can you feel that? There it is. It's your presence, Lord. I'm not going to stop giving because as I keep giving, I'm going to receive like I've never experienced before. So, So if you sit in worship silent with your hands out to receive, but you've given nothing, you're going to be disappointed because it doesn't work like that. Number five, some of you are going to love this point. Praise is not always loud with fancy lights. It's not. There may be some quieter sections in heaven, but it will be audible. What does that mean? It doesn't, praise praise doesn't have to be as the youth do it but it is audible. It doesn't have to be hymns like your grandparents did it, but it's audible. Yeah. The great thing is God is so multidimensional. He can handle songs that are simple and he can handle songs that are complex. Yeah. He can handle songs that are silly and songs that are serious. He can handle rock star songs and rap songs and acapella songs even when I sing them. Here's here's the last one, number six. Praise is not only when the conditions are perfect. That's a hard one. I don't care what the conditions were for your week this week. When you come in, bring the praise. Do you know some people have said to me, oh, I couldn't sing tonight. It's like, why not? They said, oh, because she was too pitchy. I, I I can't help but think, you serious? You couldn't tell God how great he was because of how someone else sounded? I couldn't worship tonight. The lights were just too distracting. Close your eyes. I couldn't worship tonight. Had a bad week. I don't care what the circumstances are, we need to worship. Because if I don't, I'm not going to experience his presence. And if I'm not in his presence, then there's no joy. There's no fullness of joy. I don't know about you, but I need to top up. Right. Yeah. I run out of joy from time to time. I need a full thing flowing over in me. Yeah. And then I receive the energy, the anointing, the strength, the power, the authority, the dunamis power released, made manifest in my life. I might invite the worship team to come. I want to challenge us, church. Don't allow your circumstantial things to keep you from giving God his praise. I don't know what happened in your week. Maybe it was bad. Ron Snow went into the hospital, had an operation this week. Ron can't help himself. He just starts talking about God everywhere he goes, spilling out of him all the time. He doesn't start witnessing. He just starts talking about the goodness of God. He doesn't start talking about the blood of Jesus. He just talks about how good God is. He's praising. He's lifting up God in his hospital bed. I love Ron. Ron's a bit dorky with his worship, like I am. We're kindred spirits. (laughs) By the way, there's a point there. I didn't say it, but but praise is no longer with flags. Um... (laughs) No, seriously flags are not price. don't let a flag take away from what your mouth should be doing you can wave a flag all day long but it doesn't unlock the presence of god we are a bit of a no flags church sorry <laughs> there are other flag churches around i'm sure you'll be happy there uh, but we are a presence driven church stand to your feet I don't know about you but but i feel like this this message requires response so i'm going to tell you how we're going to respond there's a couple of things that are going to happen number one we're going to sing we're going to i've chosen this song deliberately it's called i won't stop now i won't i'm not going to stop i'm going to keep praising i don't care if you like the song or don't like the song if it's your kind or not your kind The words are powerful. They're prophetic. When you start to sing them, when you start to declare, I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made a way. I'm going to prophetically start to declare a shift in the supernatural. We're believing for the presence of God comes. Then here's what's going to happen. We're going to sing this one, one time. Then I'm going to come back And I'm going to give you an opportunity if you're here tonight and you're not in a right relationship with God I'm going to give you an opportunity to do business with God tonight Listen to me for just a second. If that's you here tonight You have to understand that you were created For the presence of God And you can know Him and experience His presence So I'm going to do that in just a minute We're going to sing I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus. And then the third thing we're gonna do is we're gonna just open up the, the altar and we're gonna go hard for God. If you want prayer, if, you want, uh, uh, if you're want, if you believing for healing in your body, we've got the anointing oil. Uh, our, our team are gonna be ready to pray for people, but we're just gonna believe for the manifest presence of God to come and encounter and engage people tonight, amen? Come on, let's worship Jesus in this place. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed in the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you join us for Sunday worship.